Happy March, everybody. March. <laughs> How did we Where get was, here? Where's February? <laughs> we skipped right from January to March. What we, happened? We did. And uh, we had Valentine's Day. We had uh, a couple of caucuses and primaries and a birthday party. That's. It was probably the election stuff that made it feel so busy. Yeah, for sure. At least for me. Um, so yeah, our fucks of the week. Why don't you go first? Mine will spark an inspiration in me. Oh, you don't have one? I don't think so. Oh, mine's sad. <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> um, so on the previous podcast, we talked um, oh. about Pete Buttigieg. And uh, obviously, as the world knows, um, he chose to suspend his campaign, which is going to help the party, I think, and kind of align under someone who's also pretty moderate. But um, I don't know. I worked really hard on his campaign for couple months and it was hard to see it's over it's you know it's it's one of those um it's one, he's one of those candidates that makes you feel like you're bigger than you are and um makes you feel like you can do anything and that we can do anything and that's mm-hmm. just the type of person i believed in and so there's like this loss like this loss of i don't know mm-hmm. it's, it's weird yeah uh, especially him and I mean, I didn't really realize the historicness of him being a LGBT person and being the first person to ever of that community to ever win delegates yeah. in an election. Like that's fucking huge. Yeah, I mean that's huge, and that's just been kind of sitting on my heart all week. So. Yeah, it's definitely hard because like I felt after Iowa and New Hampshire, he had some momentum, but um, I think they knew. That even with strong showings, it was going to be an uphill battle, and that makes it hard. But um, you know, I've talked a lot about it and tried to post more in it a little bit. And it was the right decision. It was, and his the way that he went out was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I mean, he did nothing wrong. Nope. He really did nothing wrong. Nope. It was just a, just wasn't there. Yeah. But it's when you get so committed and in, into a candidate that you truly believe in. Yeah. Which doesn't come very often. It doesn't for, for a lot of people. Well, yeah, not, I'm, yeah, and I'm talking more than a president. I'm talking any level for you, especially. I mean, like your local government. Yeah. Like it's probably it's really hard to find someone that you're like, yeah. yes, this person has my everything yeah. behind him, mm-hmm. and that's what's Pete. So yeah, fuck that. <laughs> that's a bad fuck. <laughs> uh, I'll have a good one then. Um, as we as we teased in la- our last episode, I gave a speech recently that. Um, Went really, really, really well, and um, it's so. I it's an event um, that's held by newspapers that are owned by Gannett um, in, in major markets, um, and the Des Moines Register here is owned by Gannett, and they have an event called Storytellers, and it's six people chosen based on a, on a story that they have. It's a it's a true story, um, and based on a, on a topic that is predetermined. So this particular topic was how do you <coughs> Um, come back when one chapter unexpectedly ends. And uh, I've been wanting to, to, to participate in this event for a while, but never, when I'd see the topics, it's like, oh, I, I got something kind of good, but never felt really like, yes, I have the story to tell. Um, and so when this one came out, I submitted my idea, and they wrote back, and, and uh, Kim Norville, who, who helps run the event, um, and Courtney Crowder were like, yes, we, we've wanted you for a long time. We love this story. Let's do it. So you essentially work with a coach who helps you form uh, form the story, 
and kind of flesh out where where where's the right place to add more detail where where should you pull back where should you add funny where should you make sure you pause and let the audience be impacted by, by what you say and so that happened last monday so by the time you by the time this episode drops it'll be almost two weeks ago it was held at hoyt sherman place which is a place that seats 1,252 people and it was a sold out show um, and I never, I had never been on stage in that kind of venue where there's like balconies, like it's, it's a, it's an auditorium, like it's a, auditorium is the wrong word. Like what's the right? No, it's an auditorium. auditorium. So like there's balcony seating and, and yeah. it, so like we had a sound check beforehand and just walking on stage, it was like, holy shit. And we had, we've been to two shows there. We saw, how do you pronounce their first name? Matisiahu. We saw them there. Him. Him. And my friend, old coworker Rob, was uh, playing keyboard for them at the time. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> Him. Him. Um, <clears throat> and then saw Switchfoot there last fall. So just to be on stage where, where we saw these these incredible acts just was kind of had my blood pressure up a little bit. Um, and then I was the first speaker. Um, and so just like walking on stage, kicking off the event and telling my story was it was I was shaking my hands were shaking the whole time because your your adrenaline's flowing and you want to make sure and it's all memorized so you like you can't you don't want to fuck up we're, we're sharing the story with them right yes okay um and uh I felt so good when I finished um the audience I think loved it yep um <laughs> I was in the audience Kennedy was on my lap and I mean, I, we had coworkers there. Yeah, uh, I had several coworkers there. Um, uh, everybody was crying. Yeah. Uh, after your story, um, he actually um, Kennedy is like the the apex. Is yes. that what they call she, that? She's the, the protagonist of the whole story. <laughs> she's the well, she's the the big moment. Yeah. Um, in the story, and as soon as you mentioned her name, like. It was kind of awkward, but it was not at the same time because everybody in that auditorium looked right down at me. Right. I don't know how they knew that it was me. I think I made a gesture towards where you in okay. that general area were. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and everyone was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And obviously, she, you know, I had her dress super cute. Yep. And um, uh, I have to say, you were so good. Well, you, 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 called, were so good. you called my old speech coach, who was a part of this story on I your drive her. home. Yep. I hadn't told her this was happening. And... Yep. Um, so I, I sent the audio to her this week, and she wrote me back and said, um, basically that she couldn't write anymore because she was crying. Yeah. Um, so it was that to me, just to be on stage and and performing again was just fun for me. Telling this story was was important, um, and I'm really glad I did. Actually, I didn't tell you our our Angela, our um, home inspector, mm-hmm. emailed me today. She saw it. And thanked me for telling the story. She was there. She wasn't there, but they put it up online now. Oh, so okay. Um, yeah. So here I have is to say, people, you make sure whenever I think I don't know if it's going to be at the end of this episode. Yes. Yeah, so when we're done with this episode, stay past the credits. It will be there at the end. The the, the whole thing. The whole thing will be there. Uh, I have to say, and I'm not saying this because he is my husband. I just thought that the way that he delivered that the story and he'll he'll tell you if you ask him that he forgot a paragraph here and I he did. fucked it up here and, <laughs> you know we're always our, our our own worst critic um but no one noticed and i i mean i had never heard the speech before which really made it kind of cool um from the receiving end granted i knew the story, knew the story. but i didn't know every all the ins and outs it, yeah. and 
um, kind of where they told you to pause and where they yeah. told you to add a little more detail and um, just the way you delivered it. You can tell you really kind of hit people with it. I know I was bawling the entire time. <laughs> um, obviously, I have that little precious treasure in my lap, so it's yeah. probably part of why I was crying Definitely the more time. for you, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. And, yeah, I was so proud of you that I, I immediately called Deidre as soon as, like, I got, like, on the interstate. And I was like, I have to tell you this because, you know, she she's obviously a, a speaker as well. And yep. she she knows really good speaking ability. And I was like, Deidre, holy fuck. Like, you, I'm so – I was so proud of you that night. I was glowing for you. Um, so – yeah, make sure you guys listen to it. It's really good. And I think it actually refers back to another episode that we may have on the podcast, right? We told us we told about that time. I'm sure we on no, the podcast. I, mean, I know in the adoption episode we did. I'm sure in other episodes we definitely covered some of those I think topics. We, I think we covered that whole story the whole week. I think so. I'll have to look back. If not, we'll dig into it and if, if there's a related episode, we'll put it in the in the comments yep. or in the description. Yep. Um, but anyway, Okay, so those are our fucks of the week. Uh, when we come back, we will cover off on a milestone in our family. Hey, everybody. Steve here. Um, we are so excited to launch uh, Brooke and Co. I know we've talked about that in the past, but, um, you know, these are T-shirts that we are really, really passionate about. Um, they, they are super comfortable. They wash well. They wear well. They can take you from running around town with the kids to dinner with your friends when we can go back and do that again. Um, and so uh, just to make sure you guys are able to try them, I wanted to give you guys a discount code. So head to brookandco.com and enter the code MANTRA, and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, like I said, it is MANTRA, M-A-N-T-R-A, and you'll get 10% off of your entire order. And you know what? If you try them, please reach out. Let us know what you think, how comfortable you are, what you love about it, and uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. We have a one-year-old. You know, I don't, I don't appreciate that filthy language. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck this happened. <sighs> I mean, for real. So you know that I don't. It's uh, John's nineteenth birthday. Yes, today. John is the uh, son of the couple that we stayed with in Arizona. Uh, if you guys are listening, hey, hey, happy birthday, John! Um, so when we were down there last year, when Kennedy was like nine days old uh we celebrated his 18th birthday so yeah, i saw that today yeah crazy yeah kennedy's birthday was a lot of fun a lot of work but it was a lot of fun <laughs> um we it's funny the first question everybody asks at least they've asked me is um what was your theme <clears throat> and i'm thinking everyone's gonna want to hear like oh it was mermaids or oh it was frozen or something and yep. it, i didn't have a theme and R richard typically doesn't plan these things it's usually me ouch that hurts a little bit you don't i don't <laughs> um you don't even do your own <clears throat> no. so so it's usually me um and the theme was pink because she really seems to like that color and flowers like floral um, which is uh, she wears she wears it a lot. So we just created like a little photo booth and decorated the house with um, obviously some fresh flowers. And we had um, like this little garland that had a picture of her from every month. And 
Um, it was really, I don't know, it was super chill. We did some amazing food. Um, a friend of ours, Brandon, um, what's up, Brandon, if you're listening, he gave us an incredible recipe for some carnitas, um, which um, I, I it's one of those recipes that I'm like, I want to share with everybody, but I like it so much, yeah, I don't want to share it nope. with anybody. <laughs> um, it was so good. It was so good yeah. <laughs> um, that, I mean, people were raving over the food. And we just did like a carnitas taco bar. Yeah, and had two different dips. Two different dips, and obviously she had her smash cake. And we had... And a real birthday cake, cake. Yep. and a bit, yeah, birthday cake for everyone else. Yep. Um, and that was it. It was it was pretty chill and gifts, tons of gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So she made out real good. She did. She's and she still did. getting gifts. She is. Um, I think my favorite picture was the one we took after everyone had left. Um, we'd started to unpack one of the kitchen sets, and there was an apron and a chef's hat, and she's walking around with um, one of her Walker toys, whatever you call those things. Um, and she had the apron and the hat on and she, and her cheeks were rosy and she just looked <laughs> like she was on cloud nine. Um, and like, I've just looked at that every day, right? now. it's only been a couple of days, but like, <laughs> she just looks like this super happy little girl, which yeah. makes me happy. Um, yep. she's old. I know. One she's year old. Oh, I cannot believe it. Yeah. Don't stop saying that Sorry. healthy word. Sorry. I'll stop. Bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was a good day. I was, um, like most parents, I was ready to be done. Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I loved the company and everyone that came. I mean, you're, uh, there was a lot of family, a ton of friends. There was it multiple was so great. babies here. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of people we love in one place. And Well, we got a text from one of them today with a picture. So you had a little photo wall and... And he, photo booth, and, yep. and, and he texted one of the pictures that that he had taken um, of his wife and his little his little girl, um, and he was just like, "Thank you so much for letting us be part of the day." And, and I wrote back and I said, "Your family, like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be there, and we love having you there." Was and, he the same one that said that we had good, always had good food? No, no, that said that we have surrounded ourselves yes. in a good good, a good community, a great community yeah. of of yeah, I don't remember how he said it, yeah. but and I think you and I were very. That was very important to us. Like we want her. I don't to feel... even think we thought about it though until he pointed it out. Yeah, we're I didn't like, think. Yeah, we're like, but it's holy true. Like, holy shit, shit, you're right. These people that are here are fucking awesome. Yes, and we know that everyone that was there, and a lot of people who couldn't be there, um, would drop everything mm-hmm. to take care of her. Should yeah. something happen, or we need yep. them, and um, I think I, I hope that Kennedy sees that her whole life that 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 it is truly a village that we have here. So she um, had. Um, she got a lot of good gifts, and we got a good reminder. Yeah, so always a good thing. Um, she got some good gifts. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? Yeah. Um. Right now, I think it's probably the tent. So, um, Maria. Yes. Uh, and um, John and Harry. And John and Harry gave um, Kennedy a indoor tent, which is like a canvas t- tent yeah. type of thing, and. Um, Richard, so they, they bought the tent and then Richard and I paid for stuff to deck it out essentially. So there's lights on it and, uh, there's a fluffy rug, some fluffy fancy rug, pillows. fancy pillows. Cause she loves everything soft right yeah. now. Um, and actually one of the grandmas made a pillow that carries books. So that's in there now too, which is super mm-hmm. just random. Um, and I remember when she loved it. She, yeah, we brought oh, her downstairs. My gosh, she was she like, got right oh in it. Yeah, <laughs> you could tell she was excited. Um, I think I like it because I know that eventually she and I, you and I, her and the dog will sleep in it. Like, it'll just be a fun At place. At least we'll sleep in half of it. Half of it, yeah. Like, it'll be half it, of us sure. will be sleeping yeah. in it, yes. <laughs> um, I, I do like that gift as well. Um, 
my friend Steph got her a red flyer. Radio flyer. Radio flyer uh, wagon, and it's the baby version, not the full kid version. So it's like maybe, oh, 20, 22 inches long or so. And it's, it's the standard radio flyer wagon. I mean, it's metal. It has the black wheels, the black handle. It's just a small version. Yeah. And many, she, many she put her name um, on both ends of it. Yeah. Um, so it says Kennedy, and I'm, I just love it. It's so cute. So and she's going to love it when like goes outside and dumps dirt in it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, I love that. And then I also love what um, my best friend Melissa gave her, which is this massive tent. It's a spaceship tent it's thing. It's like a play It's like a play pace place. Yeah, it has like yeah. a, it has like a tent. And then it has like the long tube that connects it to a big ball pit. Um, and what kid doesn't like all of that? Um, she, I mean, Kennedy got in it the first night and crawled right through the tube, which we can actually share that picture on, on, yeah, it, on our sure. Instagram. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got so many other gifts. I mean, she got a kitchen and all the trimmings. So the pots and the pans and the plates and the silverware and the food. And I mean, yeah, she got was- clothes, she got paint, paint stuff, a little art, yeah, art stuff. Uh, God, I mean, she just got a car today. She got one of those little push car, th- I don't know the scribble called. things yeah, that, that you thing. kind of write on it, and then you can wipe it right and left, and it yeah. erases what you drew. Yeah, I mean, she just got so yeah. much, and I'm not, like, now our basement is just full. Yep, just full of stuff. I've lost my basement. Yes, it's a good <laughs> thing you have an office. Um, so it was really good. Yeah. I mean, the gifts don't. Don't mean as much as the people here. 100%. Um, but it's cool to see all of these things that these people love, or these the people who love her bought and yeah. see her like play with them every day. Yeah. Like she just got a music set. Oh, yeah. That's, That's going to be super fun. cool. Yeah. So, mean, so you opened it, and I came finally <clears throat> came downstairs after a bit last night, um, and she had one of the tambourines in her hand, so I just picked up the other one, and I started no, she shaking. She had bells it. in her hand. What, well, yeah, but it was, sorry, the bells on the stick, and I picked up the tambourine. Um, or whatever and we started she just got super excited that she had a bandmate and like it was just that was like yep joyful it has the xylophone it has two sets of bells a castaneta a maraca two maracas two maracas yeah it's a lot of music in there uh there's a lot of she loves it yeah it's granted it's noisy and but i i, don't I really try to encourage the the music, music so 100 i was that was from Austin yeah. and gretchen yes, so thanks guys because noel uh, their daughter stole the first one yeah whoops <laughs> <laughs> um so, so the other so the other thing we wanted to touch on um steve had it in his fuck of the week was just um we try to not get obviously very political in here because we i think for <clears> me i want anyone who listens to this to be engaged whether that means um whoever you support um just be engaged in, in your local state and national communities um this was the first time that you and i actually supported the same person ever ever well uh i mean from the uh, get-go i mean yeah, i think yeah. you probably voted for obama the second time right i did not I, I wrote someone in oh well yeah fuck you i know he still won he didn't need me <laughs> um Da, 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 da. So yes, it was the first person that we yeah, and, and both wanted, and we caucused for this person, which we had never done. Um, I have I had caucused before. But that's we right, we never, did caucus. We didn't do it together, right? Um, but we had not caucused together before. And we had our daughter with us. Richard so was, was a registered Republican, Republican for a while, and so he had just dropped, go in and vote and drop your name, drop the name in yeah. and leave. Yeah. 
Um, whereas if you know of an Iowa caucus on the Democratic Democrat side, yeah. it is a hot fucking mess. It's uh, actually not <laughs> if everything goes correctly and tech doesn't fuck up. But we're no, not going to go there. No, no. Even no. if everything went perfectly on the collection end, it's still a fucked up process. Um, um, so, yeah, like we supported, I supported Pete because I believed, A, and obviously what he was fighting for, how he was fighting for it. But more so, the the message that he was carrying through it. You, you, you can talk about the rules of the road and you can talk about the overriding message. For me, it was something that I could connect with because when I ran two years ago, um, I had a very similar message that um, whatever we supported as as a campaign, um, I wanted the policies that we put out, the policies that we supported, and anything that I would vote for to fall under the bucket to lift everyone up and leave no one behind. And I really, truly believe that's what he was trying to do as well um, and do it in, a, in an approachable, in a human um, and in a non-confrontational way, mm-hmm. which was so, so refreshing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I would say that <clears throat> you guys did have very similar um, campaign goals in terms of how you approach voters yeah. and the communities that you wanted to represent. You had different words for it, yeah. but you had the same sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that you know, lift everyone up, no, leave no one behind is just, you know, another phrase for belonging. Belonging. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and I was trying to come up. Remember. <clears throat> I think for me, that's, um, what kind of sold me really sold me to actually get actively involved. I mean, cause I was on the fundraising team. I was on the texting team. Yeah. I had been placing phone calls. I had, you know, had whatever. Um, well, actually I had a phone call with them tonight. I missed. Whoops. I jumped on and I kept getting kicked off, so I didn't hear most of okay. Pete's message. <clears throat> anyway, um, but w- it was really when I started to look at the rules of the road, which is um, <clears throat> essentially what he asked that his campaign be based off of. Um, these are either, you can look at them as truths, you can look at them as, um, y- you know, your her motto of sorts or you know values that you know he basically just wanted his campaign um to to represent and the first the first one was always respect and it, it was really funny because obviously you, you have all these volunteers and um even the people who were leading the campaign from a um national side we would get on a we would get on a um a skype call and they would say guys we don't want you to react negatively. Like, I know that some of this stuff is going to upset you, and that's normal, but respect is the first part of, you know, our rules of the road, and we want to be kind and respectful to people so that they can actually hear the message we're trying to get across and not focus on how divisive we are against one another. Like, that was that was one of, like, what, 15 or something rules of the road, 12 rules of, rules of the road that really... I was. I mean, it, his rules were respect, belonging, truth, teamwork, boldness, responsibility, substance, discipline, excellence, and joy. Um, all of those things have like this description to them, which I will obviously won't read. But respect, joy, um, belonging, responsibility, boldness. These are all things that I <clears throat> personally um, I try to live by, and I want to see in my leader. 
And so when you saw, obviously, the kindness of his heart and him speaking the honest truth about his homosexuality with a seven-year-old kid on stage um, and encouraging um, the humanity in that little boy, it's moments like that that I was like, I will give this man all the money I have (laughs) if it creates a win because that's the person we need in the White House. Um, obviously, it didn't happen that way, but I, he's not leaving politics anytime soon, and I'm so glad because yeah. we need more of him. We need more people like him. We need more people like him leading. And, and honestly, it has nothing to do with party. It has nothing no. to do with your belief. It's, it's you know, I, I think I, their, their policies were obviously very different, <clears throat> and their approaches at times were di- were very different. Um, but I, but I, I think back. I think the night that he dropped out, I, this came to my mind about how messy this campaign has been and how, how messy it's going to be come November. Um, but I think back to Obama-McCain, that, that uh, town hall debate that they had. Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a McCain town hall and that one woman calling uh, President Obama an Arab and McCain took the microphone from, from her and said, no, 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 he's a good man, good family man. We just disagree. Yep. And I think I, I get in, in no way am I putting – Pete and, and uh, Senator McCain on the same pedestal, but Pete exuded some of that same quality for me. I would put them on a similar pedestal. Similar, similar not sure. same. Um, I mean, he hasn't been in service as long as McCain had, but yeah. at the same time, it's like... Just that they, they had that human approach. Um, they're going to fight for what they believe in, but, and it's, but they you know can that fight it's okay without... To disagree. Right. And that's it's absolutely okay. Yeah. It's how you disagree that makes the difference. And so it's... It's hard. Like Richard said, we don't necessarily like to talk a lot of, a lot of <laughs> politics on here. Obviously, you can see we can probably go on and on and on about it. But um, for me, this was a, a loss of representation. This was a loss of what I believe to be really strong leadership. Um, and, you know, Pete, if for some weird reason you happen to listen to this, I love you. <laughs> My husband loves you. We, we want to go have coffee with you. Uh, so, you know, give us a call. Um, next time you're in Iowa, yeah. you can have coffee, beer, and playtime with the kiddo and a puppy. <laughs> Bring Buddy. Aiden will love him. Oh my gosh, Buddy. I'm yeah. in love with that dog. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> and Chaston, I-, I tweeted at you, but Kennedy will go to Target with you too. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, so will we. That's fine. We but, love Target. But, but he, he wants to go to Target. So, it's fine. <laughs> Do it. So, um, they, we just thank them for their yes. service as, as long or short as it was. They've had an impact and they've started, they've touched people's lives, ours included. Um, and so that whole time, that year of campaigning was not in vain. Nope. Um, they've helped a lot of people and inspired a lot of people. Yep. So it was worth every $85 million that you spent or whatever, whatever it, it was. To be. Yeah. So. Okay, so before we get to uh, the bonus content, um, we're going to do a quick Q&A. However, we did a poll about a week ago on our Instagram asking people um, if they wanted podcasts, if they wanted vlogs, and surprise to me, vlogging won. So um, we're going to put, uh, we had a little technical difficulties, but we're going to tape the quick Q&A session, um, which you'll be able to find in the link uh, in our show notes if you care to watch us podcast late into the evening vlog rather late into the evening and we'll put i mean if you follow us on instagram we can put the link there too we can yeah so um right after the break we'll answer those questions
Okay, we're back for a quick rapid fire Q&A. Go for um, it. Question. Da, 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 da. What's the best gift I've ever given you? My daughter. That I didn't go to the store and buy her. I think that's a felony if I do that. <laughs> uh, probably. Oh, it's a toss up between my cologne. Okay. And the map of New York in the bathroom downstairs. Okay. I would say the first one that comes to mind is that wallet you got me, like in that first or second Christmas, which I'm still using today. Yep. I, I want that wallet back because I love it. <laughs> He's got to steal it one of these days. Um, what is something you've failed at? Life. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like to define things as failures. Okay. But opportunities for growth. Okay. That's um, a good. Okay. Let me change the question on uh, the the questioner's behalf. What's one thing? for the rest of the year you want to get better at or grow at or improve at? There's some work things. Okay. I mean, some. I, I, I really want to start getting deeper into user experience, um, like modeling and, and some things like really boring, yeah. probably to be people listening right now. Yeah. Um, but, and then also just working on leadership skills and speaking, so. Lots of things. Just three. <laughs> I would put for me and it's personal it's it's still something i can continue to struggle with it's just it's just management of my personal time <laughs> you will always struggle with i probably that. will but i it, it was a goal of mine when i started the year and it's still a goal of mine um still gotta get better at okay it. next question that was it Those, oh yeah Nothing hard. Oh, I thought there was like 12 of them or no, something. No. no, no. no. I didn't. So uh, to those of you watching the video, to those of you listening, we're going to hopefully um, next episode tape the whole thing. So if you prefer to watch it on YouTube um, while you're laying in bed or I don't know when else you'd watch it while you're at work, whatever, um, look forward to that. Um, if you have any ideas for um, future episodes, things you want to know, please do Instagram us. We are at Richard and Steve. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at fuck is our mantra. Any last words? No. Thanks for listening, guys. So stay uh, stay on if you want to listen to the um, speech that I gave for storytellers. See ya. just like this one check out sprout media at gosproutmedia.com where you can subscribe to their podcast the buzz addiction or even request a free consultation that's gosproutmedia.com steve and i had been preparing for over two years to bring a baby into our home we had saved all the money we had done the home inspections the home inspections, which often felt like part police interrogation and part therapy session. But once that was done, we were ready. The next thing we needed to do was to put together our profile book. This profile book is essentially an overview of what our lives were like and what the life of a child could be in our home.
There was a page about me, talked about my love of biking, my volunteering, and how much I love to garden. There was a page about Steve, talked about his love of baking, how much he enjoyed yoga, and how much together we enjoyed a really good cup of coffee. There was a page about Aiden, our personable and very loving French bulldog. And with this book, we were ready. The only thing we were waiting on was a phone call. That phone call came from mother in Arizona in the summer of 2018. She had selected us to adopt her unborn baby. And now it was really time to get ready. Steve put together the crib. I put together the nursery or the dresser. And together we installed and tested out the video monitor. And with all those things done, we were ready. The mother was due in late November, early December. So we let our employers know that we were going to be gone and we were gonna be taking time off. We were just waiting on the next phone call, the phone call that said the baby was on the way. What came first was an 8 a.m. meeting request from Steve's boss, and thus began a 96-hour period where nothing went right. The 8 a.m. meeting was what we thought it was. Steve had been terminated. He called me shortly thereafterwards, vented a little bit, we talked about the game plan, and he got to work right away on finding a new job. We were about to become parents, and we didn't have time to wallow in our anger, our worry, our fears, and frustrations. That's what parents do. The next day, less than 24 hours later, was election day. And today was my day. You see, I was on the ballot for the Iowa House of Representatives in District 19. So I had that to worry about. Elections are a very special day, and we were excited for two reasons. One, because I was on the ballot, and this race was going to be over one way or another. And two, as a politico, election day is a lot like the Super Bowl. It is a day filled with tremendous anticipation. But make no mistake, we were ready for it to be over. We had campaigned for over two years to win this race. But nothing prepares you for the eventual outcome, especially when you lose, and you only get 498 votes out of 18,741 cast. <laughs> I'm very proud of the race we ran and why we ran, but the losing part was not something I would recommend. The next day, Wednesday, we received news that a dear family friend had passed away from a short battle with cancer. That was a gut punch. We lost the job, We'd lost an election, and now we'd lost a very dear friend. While Mark was not a family member, he was about as close to family as you could get. And his kindness to friends and strangers alike is still missed to this day. As if it couldn't get any worse. It did. But we had this beacon of, of hope we knew the mother was going to be uh, coming, the baby was going to be coming early. The caseworker had called us that week and told us she's going to be going early. Okay, we were ready. We made sure our employers knew. In fact, I went to work that Friday, prepared for that to be my last day. Made sure my to-do list was done. Everyone knew what jobs they had to take over for me. And then Steve called me. It was about 10 o'clock Friday morning. I had been waiting on the call, so I 
took it. And he said, the caseworker just called. Michelle had the baby. And she decided to keep it. So I quickly called my boss, gathered my team together and let them know, and then walked up to the HR, HR department. A mother herself, Donna had been a tremendous support throughout the entire process. She'd come to the baby shower and always asked how things were going, so I let her know. I told her baby had been born and that the mother decided to keep her, and her face went from sheer excitement to unbelievable sadness in a split second. And she leaned in close and asked, can I give you a hug? It is HR after all, so I appreciated her asking me. <laughs> and I said yes, because in that moment, I needed the hug. I went home, and we sat on the couch. I don't know for how long. We didn't say much. Then we called our families. We called our moms and let them know. We called the people who were going to be watching Aiden that they didn't need to come and pick him and his suitcase up because <laughs> we weren't going to Arizona. And with each phone call, we had to relive the terror of this thing that we hadn't even begun to process. We napped later that day. We made dinner. And we unpacked our bags because we weren't going to be going to Arizona and we needed our stuff. And before I crawled into bed, I stood outside of the baby's room and looked in. I couldn't go in, and I didn't go in that room for weeks. But you see, there's always hope. The next week when we were at, uh, the next day, we needed to get out of the house. We had been zombies all day, as you would, you would expect. But we needed groceries because we hadn't planned on being home, so we had no food in the house. So we got in the car to go get groceries. And on the way there, we both finally let out all of the anger, all of the frustration that we had been holding in all week. And when we were done, we decided to get some ice cream. <laughs> it might have been freezing cold, and I'm not a big ice cream fan to begin with, but it just sounded good in that moment. So we went and got ice cream. And the next week at Mark's funeral, Mark's wife pulled us aside at the reception and said, God owes me. I was a little taken aback by that, but she proceeded to explain that by taking Mark so early, God owed her, and that she had been praying to God and Mark over the past week, don't worry about me, get them a baby. And in that moment, I, I was touched, but how do you in, in that moment summon that kind of strength for someone else? And so Steve and I turned towards each other, and we chose joy. And that joy was fulfilled with another phone call in early 2019. Another mother had selected us, and her gift was born on February 26, 2019. And she's sitting right over there, the cuddly, cute little girl who turns one-year-old tomorrow. She has completely stolen my heart, as one would expect. In the face of 96 hours of anger, of loss, 
of frustration, of fear, of doubt. We did the only thing we could, and we chose joy. And that's how we've decided to tackle each and every day that we have now been given, full of joy. Thank you.